Well, a good day to you. It's Ivan, a.k.a. Ivan! Alright, I apologise for that one. I don't know what led me to yell out in the microphone right at the end. I just felt a sudden burst of excitement and I just wanted to share it with you. But I'm on my way home from yet another work day and I'm a little bit reluctant because after day, after yesterday's experience of the swarm of bees, I've got my windows right up and my glass top roof closed because I definitely don't want bees to be flying in again. It was probably an anomaly. I do not know why we had a swarm of bees flying across the motorway. Um, maybe bees just fly in swarms like that. I, I'm not quite sure. Um, I must have missed that class in my science degree. <laughs> um, but look, I have been on the road for majority of the day, uh, mostly for work. This is the third instance of me having to drive now. The first, first drive this morning took me uh, over two hours of driving to travel. Uh, did some work for uh, at a uh, at an off-site area and drove all the way back to the office and now for the afternoon I'm heading back home again so I've been on the road quite a bit um, look I don't mind I don't mind getting out I don't mind driving Sydney is one of those places that it's actually quite large if you live in the Sydney CBD like the central business district uh, you know most people just catch public transport or walk uh, if you're in like the heart of the city, that would be your equivalent to um, density of like New York, for example. Um, but Sydney metropolitan area of itself is actually quite large. And don't quote me on the facts for the kilometres. I don't know, but I look, it's probably you know well over a hundred kilometres long um, or close to it. But um, and I don't live in the heart of the CBD. I live on the outer end of of Sydney, so. You know, when I have to travel anywhere across Sydney, it often does require a drive. But nonetheless, I'm heading home now. Daylight savings is upon us here in Sydney. Well, here in Australia, actually, for most states. Not all of them. Not all of them uh, take it on board. But it means that we get to enjoy a lot more sun. And it is just, as you heard probably in yesterday's segment about my favourite time of year being Christmas, it just adds to that whole atmosphere of you know that Christmas feeling so unfortunately it's a little bit overcast now I, you know my commute to home right now I can see nothing but clouds I can't even see a smidgen of blue shooting through it is literally uh, silver clouds everywhere so uh, but that's all right look we had a little bit of rain yesterday we're probably gonna hit a drought season to be honest uh, we just don't have that much rain coming but it hasn't stopped me being outside and getting on the barbecue. I had another barbecue last night, cooked up some, uh, some chicken and uh, some roasted peppers, some uh, corn and uh, some salads, greens, and it was delicious. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like a real man in the kitchen again. You know, getting out there on the grill, like I've wanted to do it for such a long time and it's just been a lot of fun. So. Uh, no barbecue tonight, actually. We're probably, otherwise we'll end up barbecuing ourselves out. So, uh, looking forward to going home. It's going to be one of two things. Uh, possibly lasagna tonight. Or uh, some skewers of meat of some sort, but not on the barbecue. So, yet to find out, yet to discover what's going to be on the plate. But enough of that, because I'm getting hungry. And I'm in the mood, if I have to be honest, for a movie night. 
I've got a popcorn, got a you know fresh bag of popcorn ready to go in the microwave, and I'm just in that mood to watch a movie. Have not watched a DVD for, you know, it wasn't probably that long actually. I think we watched one less than a week ago. Um, but we we started watching the TV series on Netflix Ozark. I think I'm up to episode three. Um, but you know, I'm just kind of really wanting to watch a few more DVDs. Um, it's really interesting because, and I'll, and I'll kind of explore where my mind has been in the last few years uh, to get me to the place where I've got. Um, because my mind in the last few years has been heavily consumed by getting, uh, well, achieving rather a few big goals in life. Um, and, I've, and I've ticked a lot of those off through just nothing but sheer hard work, damn it. Um, and little sleep Um, but in the last couple of months and things just seem to be falling in place so I don't know if there's a trend forming but I've kind of eased off the stressing about what I want to you know tick off the box and I kind of just lived a little more I've spent more time just kind uh, you know after I come home from work eating and then just chilling out at night as opposed to stressing about editing a video or writing an article. Um, I do miss writing, but maybe it's just off the tail end of that whole burnout session I experienced, you know, across July, August, September that you would have definitely heard about because I definitely podcasted about that and I even wrote an article about it. But, um, you know, I'm off that burnout period, but this year's just been huge. A lot of good stuff has happened. Um, there has obviously been some challenges as there is every single year, but, you know, I've just been kicking back and just enjoying nighttime, just enjoying watching uh, movies and not stressing so much about getting a lot of the online content out. Strangely enough though, I've spent a decent portion of time here on Anchor because I'm just really, really loving the app Um, and it's just easy to use. I often use it when I get a chance to jump on and and do like a plug, uh, you know, trying to hit that podcast uh, version of a vlog or blog. That's kind of the approach I tend to take here. Um, I don't know. I just like listening to that type of stuff. So I, um, I'm interested in listening to it. Um, and I like talking like that. So that's why my content is really focused around that whole lifestyle side of things. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm just really enjoying kicking back at, at nighttime. It's been a lot more relaxing. And what I've noticed is things seem to come a little bit easier. Um, you know, and maybe it's just because of all the seeds that have been sown are starting to reap through, um, which is always kind of good to see because uh, it hasn't been easy, let me tell you, for the last few years. There has been a lot of challenges, a lot of hills to climb, a lot of setbacks, a lot of knockbacks, a lot of knockbacks when I had a setback, uh, and then when I'm in the middle of a setback, I've also been knocked about and back again. <laughs> just to give you an indication, like, it's been tough, uh, but you know, as I said in, I think it was yesterday's or the day before segment, just reaching out to people who I know are just genuine here on Anchor. You know, there's a lot of people that really put in a lot of hard work just in life in general. They're working more than one job, um, you know, and, and and putting in the effort, and then themselves are also finding challenges. And, and to an extent, I sympathise with them, but at the same time, I think. Everybody has a story to tell, and those who come from struggle or challenges um, often, you know, come out on top. And it's a testament to their story and their nature and their their strength later on. 
uh, in life that they can end up facing. And I know life just has this strange way, I think, of you know those who really, really want to achieve something or kind of you know just live a little bit more than average in life. I think they are required to be um, kind of worn down a little bit and prepared because I think with you know and again not to sound too life coachy, but with greatness in life, I think you know the whole adage of you know I think Spider Man was in the Spider Man story with great um, with great power comes great responsibility. I think with great success in life comes um, you know a great responsibility and ability to be able to to maintain and hold that. So I think. I think challenges in life set people up to be able to to handle the success that's coming later on down the track. That's the way I look at it and just gives me optimism. Maybe you should try it. I'm not trying to formally plug any of my other social media channels, but I the the f- most favorite part of anything I do online about my online brand building is the community side of things. Don't want to sound cliché, but you know, I, I'm an introvert at heart, but for some reason when it comes to the online world, I'm quite comfortable to get out there and just put my entire um, vulnerability and, and, and life and ambitions and challenges and, and lessons and everything else on the line, uh, online. And um, without trying to kind of pl- plug any other social media, I do like to spend a decent portion of time on Instagram and um, I follow a few people from Anchor on Instagram and they also follow me too and we engage over there. But I would love if you listen to my station regularly for you to come out and uh, follow what I've got on Instagram because sometimes some of the content that I post on here has an accompanying picture on Instagram. Well, at least I've started doing that a little bit. Um, shout out to the Coffee Black. I know often he talks about in his station uh, things that he's kind of seeing and then he'll post an Instagram shot and I really like that idea. I think it was a good way to kind of add the visual approach um, to to Anchor um, just because Anchor is so audio based. Um, but it kind of, it's kind of exciting because I listen to the station and then as soon as I'm able to, you know, if I'm driving and listening, as soon as I pull over or get into the office, often I go in and I scroll through Instagram and see exactly what people's um, people are going um, kind of exploring and what they're doing on their Instagram account too. Um, it's the same, like I often go over and check uh, a lot of the art uh, work that um, Elle Buck does after she talks about it on her station. Um, shout out to Dewan and only. I also you know, check out a lot of the stuff that he does on Instagram as well, um, as well as Danger. You know, so often what you hear on Instagram, on, uh, sorry, Anchor, it's funny, the people who interact um, a lot on Anchor seem to be popping up on everybody's station. It's like this awesome community. Um, so I really enjoy it. Um, so those are just some, you know, some of the um, people on Instagram that I like to engage with. So uh, you know, it's a really good opportunity. My Instagram handle, if you are interested, is at Ivan Salaji. It's just my name, I V A N S I L A D J I. Come and check me out over there. Drop me a comment. Introduce yourself. I'd love to connect with you guys over there too. Um, or call in and let me know yours as well. I'd love to go and follow you there too, just so we can kind of put faces to voices. And now, it's time for a call-in. Or some call-ins, rather. First one is from Dr. New. Yell as much as you want. Ivan! Dr. New, I knew I was onto something when I screamed into that microphone. (laughs) Uh, I chuckled when you called in with that particular one. Thanks for the support. At least I know that I can uh, 
express that kind of energy here on Acre. Thanks again. Now, via some wisdom from the doc, on a more serious note, we've probably also got a likely assignable cause for the swarm of bees that I experienced. And this is what the wise Dr. New had to say about that part. Just a note on bees. Um, I had a friend who was napirist and he wrote a book on bees. And I asked him why bees swarmed. This was about 10 years ago. And he said the reason why bees swarm is because the queen is moving. Um, and that could be because the uh, second queen is born, usually because the hive has um, got too big. Um, and um, the new queen takes about 60% of um, the old queen's worker bees and flies uh, and swarms and flies and finds another place to make their hive. So that is the reason why bees swarm. So it probably was anomalous. Thank you for that uh, more scientific explanation there. That makes complete sense. Um, I remember watching on YouTube because I had uh, a small interest in... Uh, look, I really appreciate and respect what bees do for nature. I think they play a significant uh, and important role in, um, in uh, nature and, and obviously pollination and... Um, you know, yes, honey is a food source, um, but it also plays you know, a key role in the hive. But I remember looking up on uh, YouTube and watched quite a few videos about uh, beekeeping and apiaries and stuff like that, just out of interest. And I remember uh, when the queen was being relocated that the, uh, I'm pretty sure she, off memory she'd make a certain sound and th the bees would swarm aqu across to the new location. So that makes complete sense um, that the uh, queen bee was likely uh, in uh, travel mode to a new location and uh, her her community was following her uh, to that new place so it just it's just unfortunate that it happened to be going across a main highway because um, you know it wasn't unfortunately it wasn't a clear path um, but I only managed to get one bee in the car so hopefully uh, you know it wasn't wasn't a disruption to the transport too much uh, from my part but uh, thank you very much for that addition it it made complete sense and um, you know I guess we can't argue with science oh thank you just some fact checks you're actually quite correct um, you know Sydney is only 25 square kilometers and greater Sydney area is actually t over 12,000 square kilometers uh, so uh, yes, I've driven in Sydney, and uh, as soon as you want to go anywhere but CBD, it sucks big time, and the, even on public transport. So um, uh, I, I give you my blessings in Sydney because I could never live there bec just because of the rat racy, trafficy stuff. Um, and uh, that's why I'm moving to Tasmania in a few years. Even Brisbane's getting too rat racy for me. I like the slow country life. Well, there you go. I didn't realise I was that accurate, but um, but yeah, it is just it is a it is a large place, uh, and you know the traffic is it's not even in the CBD. I'm outside, as I said, on the outskirts of of Sydney, um, and although I'm not in dense traffic right now, 
Uh, I'm certainly not doing the absolute speed limit that I'm allowed to do on this road because, you know, there is a bit of traffic and it's just like that um, a lot of the time. We, um, uh, what, what you also said about moving from um, Brisbane to Tasmania, I think that'd be a nice, a nice move. I know, I haven't been to Tasmania, um, but credit to you for picking that particular part of Australia because I've heard some great things about a lot of the local produce there cheeses, um, dairy products, um, uh, you know, and a lot of the local uh, local fresh food there apparently is quite good. And the I think the lifestyle there is just very, very relaxed. Um, a lot of people go there, they love the scenery, uh, and they just really enjoy it there. So no doubt you will slow right down and really enjoy that. We're quite fortunate in the new estate that we've bought in. Um, it does have a nice rural feel to it. We do like that. We haven't yet gone the full step and invested in something as big as an acreage. Um, but uh, nonetheless, if, if the area has a lot of, a lot of trees, bushland, shrubland, um, we're on like a heritage listed, um, uh, part, part heritage listed area. So a lot of development can't happen around it, which is also quite nice because sometimes, you know, overdeveloped, over dense areas it just gets a bit too much and you obviously lose some of that privacy. So totally uh, get your reason for moving. Uh, but yeah, look, Sydney is just, in, in the heart of Sydney, it's just it's way congested. It, it often, I remember being, you know, not too long ago, I was attending an event in, in the city as well. And in, I was driving, uh, why I made that decision. But, um, and you know, it took like an hour and a half just to tra travel within the city from one side to the other. It's it's somewhat ludicrous, really. Um, tr public transport is definitely your way to go if you are traveling in a Sydney. Uh, there is no point uh, driving within the city day to day. You would, uh, you know, I, when I used to work in the heart of the city, you know, I did have company cars that I would use. We'd only use them then because, you know, you were traveling out of the CBD into, you know, um, local business parks around it so we'd often do that but even then you sometimes catch public transport or, or call a cab nowadays most people are probably just using uber um, because that's the end thing but yeah it's just one of those things it's it's just everything everywhere is just becoming densely populated here in sydney and the the new estates that are being built are being pushed further and further and further out but what's interesting and somewhat inconvenient to, I guess, new home buyers, especially, you know, the younger generation that's starting to get, just trying to get into the market, as well as, you know, the uh, middle age that um, still hadn't yet gotten into the market, it's making it exceedingly difficult to, to purchase property here. I think the median house price for any house in Sydney now is, uh, has exceeded $1 million. And... To me, that's that's mind-blowing. I remember years ago when my wife and I first got married, we were looking at getting into the market, and back then it was like, you know, on, on out of Sydney, you could get away, like further, further out of Sydney, you know, late 300s, early 400s, um, you know, anything in, in dense suburbia, uh, you know, suburbs within, say, 30 kilometers or 20 kilometers out of the heart of the city, you were still in the you know close to a million dollar mark then, um, and it's just it's just like that now. And the further and further you get out, you would think that because you're so far away from the heart of the city that things would just be cheaper. 
but they're not. Um, you know, houses are still up in the late $800,000 mark, um, you know, $700,000. You've got to really go further out, like borderline out of Sydney to get below seven hundred dollars So, you know, it's, it's, it's a challenge for young people. Um, it's a challenge for middle-aged people. And, you know, even, um, even those who are, you know, probably downsizing and moving out even find, um, find a challenge to get something you know, within a reasonable price range. So it in itself is just a challenge in general, you know. Density, prices, uh, and space, it's kind of becoming commodity. But you can't complain, it's a beautiful place. So I'm yet again on my morning commute, um, and it's a rainy day. Yesterday you would have seen me post on Instagram the overcast uh, experience that I had on the way home. But now it is, uh, it is officially raining. When I say officially, it's like, it's a drizzle. It's not, you know, a drizzle meaning, um, you know, a light sprinkle, a light shower. Um, it's nothing heavy. And I think the rain is anticipated to stop somewhere around lunchtime. Uh, and then it'll go up to about 27 degrees. Now, 27 degrees is enough to make it uh, uncomfortably humid if you're outside. Um, if we've had a little bit of rain. So I will definitely be sitting inside in my office like the introvert that I am and sticking my head into my laptop and doing some work, which I just enjoy doing. Um, as far as a busy day, to be honest, I don't even know what my calendar looks like today. Uh, I do believe I have a meeting somewhat, some well, meeting or two this morning, um, but for the rest of the day, I'm not sure. I finished off yesterday uh, reasonably solid and then just kind of packed up uh, and headed out of the out of the office for the day um, just because there was just so much commuting throughout the day and then I managed to squeeze in a, a full uh, afternoon of report writing. So, <sighs> not sure what the day is going to look like. Um, but, uh, ooh, let me slow down there. Um, so yeah, so heading on, heading into work uh, for the day, hopefully it won't be too much of a late night. Uh, we really have to come back, um, I really have to come back and start doing some packing at some stage some more because we're looking like settling on our new house uh, towards the end of this month being October, if not early November, which is extremely exciting. Um, it's kind of coming around quickly which means that we've got to finish packing up the rest of the house and we're kind of doing the approach of, of room by room. So it's an exciting time. It's an opportunity to get rid of old stuff uh, and you know uh, sort through stuff that we don't want, uh, which we don't have that much stuff really, um, you know, because I mean, I'm, I am still relatively young. I haven't accumulated a lifetime worth of, worth of stuff. So, um, but we did get rid of, you know, some old furniture and things like that. So it's an exciting time exciting time ahead and uh, one that I'm really looking forward to particularly because we're in our new house before Christmas and on that note I'm going to be talking quickly about something to do with Christmas just after this yesterday evening I ended up getting a DVD and I watched the Wizard of Lies I believe it was called and it is a brilliant movie based on a true story no spoilers because I hate spoilers um, but I recommend you watch it. It stars Robert De Niro and Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, based on a uh, non-fiction novel. Um, and it was just a brilliant movie. So 
not giving you spoilers, go and check it out if you like that type of thing, uh, like, you know, true story type movies, I really do, um, you know, anything that's like war-based or um, and a, a record that, uh, you know, an, uh, an event that happened in history that someone may not necessarily have heard of or it might have been a little bit before my time, um, but it was quite profound, but it's not, it was well known to a lot of people, but may not, uh, you know, overly well known. Uh, you know, and it's being made into a movie of a true story. I love that kind of thing. Um, I've seen most of the movies that have been released that are based on true story, but if anybody has any recommendations for films that are based on true stories that really have, like, a profound impact on the world, um, may have had a profound impact on a group of people, um, you know... I really enjoy, you know, those type of movies. So, obviously, you know, things like The Wizard of Lies, Hidden Figures, um, you know, there's anything that's just true story I love. So, if you've got any recommendations for anything for me to watch, uh, let me know. But last night, uh, to start the Christmas feeling off, I was walking through the store, uh, you know, the grocery store, and, you know, saw all the Christmas pudding and Christmas tarts and things like that. So, your boy went and got some... Uh, Christmas fruit mince tarts and some plum pudding and uh, custard and kicked off what is two and a half months to go until the festive season. So uh, when I tell you I'm excited, uh, you know, it's, it's no exaggeration. I'm hands down very excited uh, for Christmas. Um, this year, not sure what we're going to have for Christmas lunch. I know, I look, most people probably think, why are you talking about this this far out? Like, if it was maybe December, alright, fair enough, start talking about it. But you know, that's just it's just what I really look forward to. To me, it's it's not about um, you know it's not about receiving gifts. I love giving gifts. Uh, it's about getting the family together and enjoying a meal. You know, it's a it's a long day. Getting up, you know, early, getting all the food prepared, having family over, um, you know, just celebrating with family and enjoying what the uh, what the day means. Um, you know, and, and I just, to me, I just love it. And we also, uh, and some Australians probably won't understand why I did this because we're Australian and we don't do it, but I thought it was a really nice tradition because I'm all about giving thanks and being grateful, but the uh, Thanksgiving holiday that is celebrated in the US, just the mere fact that it has the word thanks in it and giving, to me, signifies something that I think more people should do. So for the last two or three years, maybe, on Thanksgiving, um, just in our house with just you know my wife and my kids, um, we've actually started the tradition of you know having a turkey um, or having some form of turkey and a meal, sitting down and actually consciously giving thanks because you know living you know where we are and um, even though times can can be tough you know for a lot of people just in general, everybody's got their challenges in their face. But ultimately, on a macro level, anybody really here on Anchor, if you, if you have an internet connection, you're able to get on and speak, you're miles ahead, even though it might not seem that way some days of the week, but you're miles ahead of many people in the world. Um, you know, if, if you're thirsty right now, there's a very good chance you can go and switch on a tap and, and you know, take some water into a glass. Uh, there are many, many, many people in the world that, you know, can't even do that. So... We're miles ahead, and I think that the Thanksgiving uh, tradition was a nice one to, you know, institute into our family. We've done that, really enjoy it. 
Um, and the time that we started doing, I think I wrote a blog post on it. You can check it out, maybe. I think it's still, yeah, it should be still there. At IvanSalaji.com. If you just type in the search bar, um, Thanksgiving, you know, you can have a, have a read of that, that article. Um, but it'll tell you why we did it and, and why I enjoy it. So that was quite an old article, but, you know, if you want to check it out, you can.